When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for the Christmas period with a free case of craft beer from Beer 52. And right now, listeners can get two extra free beers, making it 10 free beers. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and all over the USA and Europe. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option, and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine, Ferment, and a tasty snack. Don't worry, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash spurs to get your case of 10 beers for $5.95. That's beer52.com forward slash spurs. And welcome to the 601st Spurs show ever recorded. And I'm delighted to welcome back Eleanor Nicola. Hello, Eleanor. Hi. How are you getting on with your COVID? I know you've had it. Are you, you must be, it's now, now that it's like, uh, you know, a few <laughs> days have gone by. I'm wondering if you're any closer to getting out of your quarantine. I'm out on the 29th. Yay. Oh, just in time <laughs> for New Year, which yeah, also happens yeah. to be my birthday, by the way. Oh, my mum's is the 30th. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Also coming back, Mr. Rob White. Hello, Rob. Hi again. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, feeling quite Christmassy. You know, I've had quite a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of food and drink, obviously. And Jake's here. How are you, Jake Richards? Hi, Theo. Very well. How are you? Have you had a nice Christmas? Yeah, it's been excellent. Really good. Very good. Very enjoyable. Good. So far, so good. Good. Okay. So we have two games to preview here. Uh, we're concentrating very much on the Premier League. Now, uh, Boxing Day, we're playing Crystal Palace at home, three o'clock kickoff, and uh, and then we'll come on to the Southampton away game. Now, given our given how good we've been looking, given the upturn in our form, we haven't lost actually in the Premier League under Conte. How feasible is it, do you think, Rob, that we can get maximum points from these games let's talk about let's talk about the palace game first is that a game you have any worries about uh no ordinarily no i don't i don't think so i mean i thought we we were awful when we played them at the start of the season away probably one of the worst performances i've seen in in quite a long time um the only thing is boxing day games are always really hard to judge aren't they um depending on depending on so many things I've seen so many poor Boxing Day games I think the worst was that maybe a nil-nil Fulham oh, it was absolutely freezing probably about 10, 10 11 years ago so yeah it's a, di- a difficult game to to call but um, realistically us on form we should beat Palace Have you seen much of Palace how do, how do you assess? I mean I'm, for me I think uh, yeah we should beat Palace but I do think they've been surprisingly 
they've surprised me a bit this season. They've been a little bit better than I expected them to be under Vieira. It's very much a sort of, he's still a kind of young, slightly wet behind the ears manager, certainly in a Premier League context. So what would you think, Eleanor? Do, 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 how, how do you rate them? Palace, they're a bit, you know, they're a bit of a funny team. I feel, feel like in terms of, you know, under under a new manager and everything, you know, they've picked up some form, they give teams games, but, you know, like Rob said, we should definitely, um, you know, wipe the floor with them really on form. We shouldn't really have an issue. Yes, when we played them last, um, it was absolutely awful. Pretty sure did Tanganga get sent off that game as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just an awful game, but, you know, it's, it's like a different Tottenham. When you think of the Nuno Tottenham to the Conte Tottenham, it's like a different Tottenham. And yeah. I yeah. back us to get that job done. Um, I know, you know, Rob was saying he's had quite a few, um, you know, bad, you know, Boxing Day games. But for me, I quite, I used to, well, I can't go this year, but I normally go to the Boxing Day game. And, you know, it's normally quite good. Like, you know, 5-0 against, I can't remember, was it Southampton on Boxing Day on the porch? Like, it was all it was all good, you know, quite good times. So I quite like that game. Mm. I do back us in this, but I do feel like Palace, they have, you know, they have played better, um, you know, this season compared to last. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think we have enough quality just to get the job done. Even if it's a 2-1 or 1-0, I do think we can get the job done. Yeah. Elena, maybe, maybe I just... Um... <laughs> Always have worse hangovers than you on Boxing Day. I think that's probably oh, it. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not throwing down a challenge there at all. And I know you, uh, but um, I think that's normally that normally affects my Boxing Day football experience. Basically, I have to really drag myself there. I get yeah. that. <laughs> Me yeah. and Dad are normally quite happy to get out the house, so we like walking there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you see it going, Jake? Um, well, again, there's the caveat that we have no idea what the teams are going to be like because of this COVID situation. I hope that our, yeah. our players have all spent, like Eleanor has been quarantined for Christmas. I hope our players have done the same, basically. Um, <laughs> look, I think Palace started well. I Like you, Theo, I thought Vieira was going to be a disaster because he was a pundit during the Euros for ITV and he was so yeah. stupid. I mean, really, <laughs> really, really stupid. Um, yeah. and so I assumed he was going to be a disaster, but... One of my mates is a Palace season to get older and says they started very well. They've got Conor mm. Gallagher, who is a player. Um, yeah. 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 Edouard up front looks quite good. But, you know, we I should... I mean, he looked good against us, but... Yeah, yeah. we should be... Well, that. Yeah, well, that was, as I think, um, as Rob said, that was the worst Spurs performance this season at Selhurst Park that I think I've maybe ever seen. Um, it was absolutely woeful. Um, and actually, Nuno probably should have gone there and then. But uh, look, we should beat them. And it's very important if the game goes ahead that we get these three points because everyone at the moment is looking at the league table and seeing that we've got two or three games in hand and mentally just adding six or nine points to our points total because that's how us fans operate. But you've got to win these games. And if we do get six points here, we are very much back in the top four conversation. Yeah, I mean, those three games in hand, the ones that we missed, I think I'm right in saying, was uh, Burnley away, Brighton away, and Leicester away. So they're not, they're not easy games. You could, you, can easily, you could easily draw all those games and not feel like yeah, you've, yeah. you've had a disaster, but you've actually dropped six points, haven't you? So, yeah, it's an easy, I agree with you, it's an easy, it's an easy trap to fall into, look at the table and, and, and give yourself too many points. You'd rather have the points on the board. But when you look at the table now, you know that table they have on the BBC where they have the red, they have the red squares for defeats, the green, <laughs> the green squares for wins and the grey square yeah. for draws. And for the first time, I, I mean, probably this whole season, surely we've got five squares and none of them are red. 
two greys and three greens. That's it's what good. you want to see in it. That is yeah. what you want to see. And the thing about Conti, one of the things about Conti at the moment anyway, is that you just think, I can't see us getting beat that often under Conti. There's something about it. He seems to have a refusal to lose, which I find very appealing indeed. Um, I'll tell you what is interesting, though, coming right up now. I don't know about you guys, but I, uh, well, I'm sure you probably all sleep very well at night, but I don't sleep very well at night at all. I wake up in the middle of the night. And when I wake up in the middle of the night, I have a routine. I pick up my iPad. First thing I do is check the front page of the newspapers just to make sure there hasn't been an earthquake or an alien invasion or anything like that. <laughs> and then the next thing I do, before I start reading my book off my iPad, the second thing I always do is I go to the BBC gossip column. Uh, not not celebrity gossip, I mean football transfer gossip, because that is absolutely compelling, isn't it? And at this time of year, of course, it becomes, as you approach a transfer window, it becomes more and more compelling. And... Um, you kind of think when Conte, when we got Conti against everyone's expectation a few weeks back, uh, one of the things that everyone said was there's no way he's going to be turning up if, unless Levy's given him assurances about bringing players in. Now, recent form suggests that some of the players he's got are better than they seem to be under previous managers. Nevertheless, he will, we assume, try and sign one or two. Can you see that working out? Eleanor, if he does sign a couple of players, where do you think he's most likely to strengthen? Um, we need a creative midfielder. <clears throat> We've never, we haven't replaced Ericsson in terms of actually creativity on on the pitch. Um, yeah, people saying Dombele. I still think he's more of a Dembele sort of type player rather than um, a creative, you know, Ericsson type player. So I feel like we need that. And in my opinion, we still do need another centre back. Um, I think at this point. We'll definitely, I think we'll definitely go for midfield first. I think that will be the main thing because right now, I when I look at our team sheet, I look at everywhere else being able to manage, and then it's like a hole in midfield. And you know that obviously great quote, you know, win the midfield, win the game. So for me, I think midfield is where we need to strengthen first. I think that will be his first thing. But you know, also, will we get that in January? It's quite a hard window to get such an important person in um it's, it's just you know well we all know January window is quite a slow moving window so I don't yeah. know how much is going to get done but I would like to think we'll go for at least one or two and then do more business in the summer but yeah I'd like to think midfield would be our main you know area of attack yeah I mean I I, I, I know what you mean about Ericsson and everybody misses Eric. it's funny Eric, everyone hated Ericsson by the time he left yeah that's because that's because of his <laughs> shenanigans with his contract but uh, when he was at his peak, I mean, when that that great Pochettino team, where where we seem to have a you know a top top player in every position, and he very much was a very very top number ten creative midfielder. The only thing I would say is that this formation, Jake, can you see a can you see room? Let's say a, a, the, the the new Ericsson, a clone of Ericsson, turns up and he's 23, 24. Where does he play? That's my my slight concern. Well, it, so the, the Liverpool. Uh, game was a slight change in system, wasn't it? Because there was three in the middle rather than two, and Mora was the one who um, went on the bench. But Ericsson could play in the in Dombele role, and actually, for all the the great performances we've had on on the Conte, I still don't think Tango and Dombele is, is 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 really playing up to. He was still quite poor in the weekend. Yeah, yeah, against Liverpool, he had the assist, and that was a great pass. But he yeah, yeah. all the way three or four times, and I can't see Conte putting up with that. I agree completely with Eleanor. Centre midfield is where we can improve and need to improve now because our defence, sure, Ben Davis isn't the best player in the world, but he does a job and he's organised. He will stay solid. But in centre midfield, you need a bit of quality. 
Um, and I don't think at the moment it looks like Conte doesn't fancy Ndombele and Lacelso, who have sort of been the figures that we've all been hoping would emerge and come to prominence, really haven't so far. And there's lots of rumours. And again, I'm I'm like you, Fia. I read that gossip column uh, sort of three times a day, even though it doesn't change yeah. throughout the day. I don't know why I do it, yeah. just in case. Yeah. Uh, and we seem to be linked to a lot of players from Syria, uh, which you'd assume would be the case with Paratici. The Brozovic mm. is the one that I'm quite excited about because I've seen him play for Croatia and uh, Inter Milan a bit. And he... Um, you know, he he looks like some player, but I don't know why he'd leave into Milan to come to us. I mean, they're top of the league. Um, so uh Yeah. But, but they have money problems, don't they, into Milan? Yeah, and his, his contract expires at the end of the season. So it might be one of those that oh, right. you, know, you, you pay a bit now to get him early. The other one, of course, is Ericsson, who is out yeah. of contract now. Now, obviously, we yeah. all know what happened in the summer, and I don't know what's sort of what his health situation is, but I mean, I, I would I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> I'll just I'll leave it at that but I wouldn't but be against another, it another one they've talked about is Arturo Vidal who is the kind of legendary uh, he's Chilean isn't he absolutely legendary play, played for Bayern Munich and plays for Juventus now he is 34 but because he's 34 you'd presumably get him on more or less a free I think his his contract's coming to an end and if he's if he's one of those fit types, I mean, you know, nowadays when you look at people like Messi and Ronaldo, you realise that, I mean, a really good footballer, if he looks after himself, can play on. He might be a possibility and he might be quite a good value one, which might appeal to Levy. I think if if, if you have sleepless nights, I would assume Conte's had a few sleepless nights yeah. because, again, two or three weeks ago, he's got a list of players that are definitely on the way out of the club. And actually yeah. now he's... If I'm in his position, I'm slightly confused because some of those players, you know, if they, if they keep performing the way they have been performing, then maybe they're not the ones that get sold. I think another really important thing about this upcoming transfer window is what the, the sort of the pit of money that Newcastle have got and what that does to to players yeah. and what that does to the market in general. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, we all know that. God bless him. Daniel is um, cautious sometimes in the transfer market anyway. Mm. But when a market is completely uh, skewed by by the money that Newcastle are going to have and the, the the offers that are going to be around, I think that's going to be a real issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should go and get Dominic Sulazbali. I can't say his name, but he plays for Leipzig. Um, he's, for me, he's brilliant. Um, I think... He will play in that role. He's just like upgrading on a Deli Alley almost, but a, more of a creative midfield that can actually create as well. I would go, you know, all out and get in, but, you know, Leipzig, why would you need Leipzig? I get that, you know. But I I just think we should, you know, start looking at these youngsters and actually like bringing them in because it would be good. You know, like I said, Pal Torres earlier. I mean, yeah, Ben Davis is there, but these are the type of players that I'd go get. But, you know, we'll see what we can do in the window. It's quite hard. We've also got Blahovic, which is everyone's, you know, question mark. Yeah, on yeah. and he's just turned, he's turned down a contract, hasn't he? So Yeah, and know. he doesn't want to go to Arsenal, so that's good. Yeah, he's made his category. <laughs> said he said, "I'm not saying anything. I might stay. I might go. Anything could happen." But one thing I can tell you, I am not. Yeah. No way going to Arsenal. Yeah, he's like he doesn't even want to talk to them. So that's I uh, don't I, wish already to speak he's to number Arsenal. one in my book. Yeah, yeah. that's number I, one in my book. Well, <laughs> I wonder if, if he's got a canny agent saying, "I'll tell you what, look, 
basically you're going to Tottenham. I'm already talking to Paratici and a really good way of getting yourself in the good books with the fans. <laughs> this this the Gooners before exactly. it even comes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so already work. worked for me. So <laughs> I like the idea of this Dominic Dominic Sobozlai. I think yeah. that's how, that's I how like him. I like yeah, him he's, a lot. he's Hungarian. Yeah. He's a Hungarian and uh and he's only 21. He could be and he's a budding superstar, isn't he? He could be one of those he's ones you buy. You remember when we got Mod- yeah. Modric, when we mm. got Modric, yeah. or when we got Ericsson for that reason, for that matter. That's the sort of age where you want to get them and then they end up going to Real Madrid and breaking your heart. But no, but in between, <laughs> in between. It's brilliant. You get, you get brilliance from them. Yeah, it's actually quite exciting, isn't it? Because if he has got a bit of money and Paratici, it's funny. We're all so we've all fallen totally in love with Conte, and we've slightly forgotten about Paratici. But Paratici's role at the club, when you think since he's arrived, all right, it's just somewhat of a misstep with Nuno. But you, I think that was because at the time he couldn't persuade Conte, and they couldn't persuade anyone else. He just had to take what he could get. But he did get Conte in the end. He did have a pretty good, I think, a pretty good transfer window. I mean, I think the players he brought in have worked out. It's, it's a bit early to say. Obviously, Brian Gill. We didn't even mention him when we were talking about team use. But um, he's got an injury or he's ill, one or the other. But he looks just promising. But I like Emerson at right back. I think he's I think he's good. And I, I think, uh, who else did he bring in? Brought someone else. Oh, yeah, Romero looks absolutely excellent when he went fit. So I think Paratici and his contact, this is his first window since the summer, his first full window, having been in the job for a while. So he's had some time. They say that he never he's never off the phone, that he's on the phone all night. While I'm I'm reading the gossip column, he's actually on the blower, you know, putting the deals into place. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating. I mean, I don't expect them to get many in, but if he just gets a couple in and, and, they're, and they're really well-judged acquisitions, it could be extremely exciting, I think. The inter- so, so I think Rob made a good point about... I think the plan was to offload quite a lot of players in January, hoping to fog sort of Winks Alley to Newcastle for extortion amounts of money. But all of a sudden they're starting to play well. (laughs) So I just, I wonder whether the plans might just be, okay, maybe try and do a bit in January, but we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll reassess again in summer. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nobody, all of a sudden, there's nobody on the obvious. I mean, Adeli Ali was announced a few days before his yeah. amazing performance against Liverpool. He was announced he was effectively on the transfer list. So, but now you suddenly think there's nobody in the um, in the exit uh, room, is there? What, what were you going to say? Still, I still think the only one that, that I would drive to an airport because he couldn't walk himself there would be on Don Bele. <laughs> right. And I think that's, that's, that's nothing against the guy. I just don't think his game is... Any any way, shape, or form sorted sorted to the Premier suited the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. Did, did you all did did you, Ellen? I know you're watching at home, but did they show his walk off the pitch when he got substituted? It no, was farcical. I, it was just it, get off the pitch. There's a momentum building here. Yeah, yeah. And we don't I, need I, you I, taking. I totally agree, Rob. And I, and I know there's the counter argument as well. That's just his, you know, that's his mannerisms. That's and everyone has their own way of moving their body I think that's the argument anyway but I mean it, it just uh, it gives the wrong impression to the fans it must give the wrong mm. impression to his teammates it's also the same when he warms up I sit in the west stand and right by where <laughs> the players warm up it takes him honestly it takes him 20 minutes just to get to the place where he starts vaguely warming up and actually Somebody... fans are starting to get pissed off and fans are starting to shout go on t-. like ironically go on give us a run you can run run 200 grand a week anyway that's my yeah, rant yeah. Um, well, some, somebody, yeah, somebody he's on, on our... one of the most in the club. Like, yeah, it's insane. yeah, it was a massive ricket buying him 
for that fee and on those wages. But I mean, you, you qualify that by saying every every transfer is a gamble. But my God, he and and the really infuriating thing about him is when he does good things, they are so good. Yeah, but yeah. they're just he's just not consistent even throughout a game, let alone throughout a you know a, a it, series. It's almost of games. like a, it's like a drug, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, you keep going back to it. But you know you shouldn't. Yeah, it's no good for you. Let's take a quick break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Okay, just to remind you listeners again, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show live season ticket events are on as we speak this season. We've had some great ones already. Uh, and we've got David Pleat coming up in January. We're really looking forward to that. Um, so try and get along to that. If you go to season.spursshow.net, you can buy uh, a season ticket for the live events, which gets you and a friend into every event. And we're, they're really good because it's not that massive a thing. So you you get to meet the guest always and, and you can get photos and signings and stuff. And we're just all in the room. We all have a great night and we have a good chat, have a couple of drinks. It's, it's a really, it's well worth coming along to. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you give us five stars on iTunes, that is extremely helpful. Uh, next show, Matt Creeley, the brilliant Joel Wobble, and the return of the legendary Bill Cornwell. Can't wait. Well, stand by for the Martin Joel impression. I'll, I'll insist that he does it. Um, that's, that's coming up next time. Now, the other game we need to talk about is Southampton away. Southampton look like a team who are going to be at the very least on the fringes of the relegation battle this season. They currently, as we speak, they lie 15th, uh, six points clear of the drop, but with uh, having played more games than Burnley are in 18th. They're a sort of curate's egg of a side. I mean, no one can make up their mind whether that manager, Ralph Hussenhull, Hussenhull, Hussenhull. <laughs> It's easy for you to say. Yes. Whether he's actually, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. He, whether he's a good manager uh, working in a very difficult not, situation yeah. with limited resources or whether a better manager would do a better job, better job there. He seems to be very highly rated among the Cognoscenti because I think he's one of those people who's one of the disciples of Ranić, isn't he? One of the German school yes, like Klopp is, and, yeah. uh, and Tuchel and everyone. What do you see? Do you think we might have trouble with them, Rob? I don't know. I don't, um, it's a strange one again uh, this time of year. Um, he's, I couldn't believe, I heard the other day, he's been there three years at Southampton. Yeah, yeah, and he's um, lost nine, nine nil twice. Well, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. That's pretty, yeah. good, pretty good going. So, um, 
yeah, again, again, it's a side that obviously we should we should beat. And um, yeah, really, I don't know, don't know what to say about this one, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's a lot of it's going to be to do with, you know, if, if it wasn't for the for Conti turning up and, and sort of changing everything, it was one of those games where you'd be dreading it. If it was Mourinho or or Nuno, you'd be thinking, really, we should be able to beat Southampton, even on their own ground, but are they going to be up for it? Whereas with Conti, you think, oh, they'll definitely be up for it. And so if it's a question of who's got the better players on the, t- uh, you know, in the best setup. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely match them at the very least in terms of being, you know, motivated. So, and I think I think it'll be good because by then, you know, um, our players will be over whatever break they had. Yes, um, you know, everything some... will be starting to tick again. So, yeah. yeah, it could be it could be a really good game for us. Nine nil. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe he'll <laughs> go to beat the nine nil. Maybe he'll he'll go to do even better. Yeah, let's get ten. No one's ever won ten nil in the Premier League. Go on, Jake. Let's do it. I, I, th- I think I think we'll fresh them, and I'm usually quite conservative. Great. But I think um, uh, really, my, <laughs> yeah. My, my 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 theory is that Hassan Hutu is a very good manager. I think I think he's got a good way of playing. He is quite aggressive. You know, he's the Austrian Klopp, but they have just got a really terrible team. I think I just don't think they have many good players, um, and that suits us very well because I think they will come out. They'll try and press us high. Five nil. Yeah, or yeah, well, I'm not sure it was that, but we definitely scored Five a lot. One. Son and Kane were connecting a lot, and then Dombele actually played well that game. Oh, yeah. that game was amazing because we were playing shit, and then and then and Dombele played an incredible half-time. pass, yeah, just before, before half time, yeah, an extremely yeah. unbelievable. A no-look, brilliant pass. And after yeah. that, we scored about five go- five goals in about 20 minutes. And yeah, they give in up so much yeah. space in behind. So I think I, I can see us doing similar to what we did with Liverpool. Um, every opportunity getting Son away in the channels and, you know, that causes havoc. So, uh, I, yeah, usually I'm I'm very uh, negative about our prospects, but I think we'll thrash them. <laughs> yeah. They've got a couple of good players. One of them is a young lad plays at right back called Carl Walker Peters. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's, playing, yeah he's playing a left back at the moment now because they've got is this he? other young player, Livramento, who they signed from Chelsea, who's I think he's Oh nine. yeah, he's good, isn't he? And he is meant to be, I mean, I've I must admit, I haven't seen much of him, but everyone who watches him says they remind him of Bale, but a right back in that he controls the game from there. And I've actually seen from the gossip columns, I've seen we've been linked to him in in the future as well. Uh, But, you know, Ward Prowse is all right, but really, I mean, they don't have much. I mean, who's they for their goals? No. Che Adams, yeah, he's not very, he doesn't score many, does he? He's their sort of main striker because they, they got rid of Danny Ings, which was. Yeah, like, when they got rid was, of Ings, it all, yeah. I mean, he was their best player, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 obviously. I would have taken prob- Ings at Spurs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought he was yeah. going to come to us. I thought yeah. he, he was. He For was 10 perfect. mil, it was. It yeah, was, it, was, it, was, yeah. it would have been a bargain. It would have been perfect. Yeah. He could have played instead of or alongside Kane, he would have been perfect. James Ward Prowse is a worry because obviously he gets free kicks out of the box. I, I don't think there's anyone who has a better scoring ratio from free kicks outside the box. He's another one that I, I have thought at various points might be might be heading our way. I like him. I think he's good because he's a bit of everything, isn't he? He's quite tough. He can win the ball. Uh, he's quite good at the old shithousing every now and then. We've seen that. We've seen him interfering with penalty spots and things like that. Uh, but he's got a hell of a dead ball on him. I mean, he really is... Uh, a threat. Anyway, but apart from that, yeah, you look at that team and it looks like a little bit Van Ordinaire. And I don't think they'll have enough against us personally. Um, but 
uh, we'll see. I mean, one thing's for sure. I am now going to force you all to make rash and probably ill-fated <laughs> predictions about both of these games. I'm going to start with the Palace game and then we'll come round again. So, Eleanor, how do you see us getting on against Palace on Boxing Day? Um, Boxing Day, I feel like, yeah, it's not going to be a total fashion, but I think we'll get the job done. I'm going to go 2-1. I feel like we will concede, but I think we'll win. It might be like a late, you know, scoring game, but I think we'll get the job done. Okay. Jake? Yeah, I agree. Uh, 2-1 as well. I agree. 2-1. Yeah. All right. Rob? 3-1. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I, I just... um, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you're feeling good, aren't you, Rob? This is unlike you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, I might as well <laughs> you know, use up all my optimism towards the end of the year. I store it up in a little cupboard yeah. and yeah. bring it out at the end of the year, basically. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go 3-0. They are. I, oh, I actually what? just think... I think we're on a we're on a roll, and then we would go to and then we go to Southampton. So we're going we we'll go around the other way now. So, uh, Rob, what do you reckon the Southampton game? Uh, I think uh, is that's a new year, isn't it? We'll have started. So no, I want to go back. No, no, no. I thought it was on the first, or is that on the third? No, so it's the 29th. 29th, uh, 28th, 28th. Sorry, two days right. after after the. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So, um, good question. They haven't got anyone that can score goals. So, and unless it's a Wall Prowse, well, I'm going to say two 0 to us. Okay. Jake, five nil. Hey! What? <laughs> nice. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Five nil. <laughs> Eleanor, imagine the odds you'd get on that. Oh my god, I was thinking. What are you going to say? What are you going to say, Eleanor? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two nil as well. Okay, I'm <laughs> going for three nil again. I'm saying two three nils on the bounce. <laughs> there you go. Well. I, I, I must admit, one of the great things about, uh, I mean, football, eh? Bloody hell. I mean, a few weeks ago, really, it was only a few weeks ago, where you're in absolute despair. Could you even motivate yourself to even go to the bloody games? It was just so it's awful. True. And then now, look at us. It feels like Pochettino all over again at the moment. Obviously, we know, and the reason why we, we're so addicted to it, anything could happen. We, we, this could be this could be the peak. <laughs> this could be the peak. <laughs> or, you know, we really are onto something here. But, uh I'm feeling great. I'm feeling excited. And uh, I'd like to say to everyone at home, continue to enjoy the festivities. And I'd like to thank sincerely Rob White, Jake Richards and Eleanor Nicola for coming and joining me again for this special preview, Christmas preview show. And uh, all that is this Theo Delaney in North London. I have only one thing left to say, and that is, go on you, Smith! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.